0: And God came and brought order, Genesis chapter 1. And the Bible says that in the midst of that disorder, God created a being, a man in his own image, and God gave him authority. And God said, I want you to, operate in this authority and he said subdue subdue the earth you see a lot of people don't understand that the earth was the way it was in Genesis chapter 1 because of the fall of satan I want you to go with me in your bible to the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven jesus was telling them of something that had happened in eternity past satan originally had access to heaven he originally the bible says was an anointed cherub he walked and moved in the presence of god he had access he had authority he was an archangel but he rebelled against God. He rebelled against authority and God judged him and he fell from heaven, Jesus said, like lightning. How many of you know any form of rebellion against authority brings judgment? Romans, the 13th chapter from the first verse tells us that all authority originates from God that God is the source of authority. He is the originator of authority. All authority comes from God. Outside of God, there's no authority. And God is the originator of authority. And Satan rebelled against them, fell like lightning, And the earth was void, empty, and in chaos. How many of you know, wherever there is rebellion against God or His Word or authority, there's chaos, disorder, emptiness, void, destruction. We see that even in homes and families. So Jesus said, Satan fell like lightning. The earth was void and empty and dark and then God comes and creates Adam in his own image and likeness and God gives Adam authority Adam was not created with authority God gave him authority God spoke to him and said I give you dominion somebody say dominion so the authority that adam had was from god and it was an authority to subdue because god knew god knew that there was an enemy around god knew there was an enemy around and god gave him authority dominion to deal with that enemy to subdue him and to keep the earth in order So god gave him legal authority on earth to rule on the planet he was created to be an authority and to function in the supernatural power of god the the, the supernatural power of god is not something that should be strange in fact it isn't strange we were created by a supernatural God in his image without limits without boundaries Adam was a supernatural being he had authority what is supernatural for us was natural for him what we call supernatural today is natural for those Walk in the authority and in the power of God. So, say that with me say the supernatural is natural for the child of God, for the believer. So, Adam had the supernatural power and abilities, but it was natural for him, it's the way God intended for him to be. Thank you. That's why. We are living in a generation where people are hungry. We are living in a generation where people are hungry for the supernatural. We see that. We see that this generation wants to have something above, something extraordinary. They dabble in the occult, in witchcraft, in Satanism, in all kinds of things. Why? Because there's a yearning, there's a desire in every human being, even I mean, I'm talking about unsaved people. I'm talking about atheists. Every human being on the planet, deep within the core of their being, is searching and looking for something above and beyond this natural world. Why? Because the original way God created man was in his image and to live in that realm of God. So we see that this generation is looking for it. Searching for it. And that's why I'm speaking to you on authority. Because authority comes from God. Now the original intention of God was for man to have that authority. operate in that authority. But he fell. And he lost it all. And he became an ordinary natural human being. And he was oppressed and suppressed and cast off, cut off from the power of God, but then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, how many of you know there was nothing natural about Jesus? There was nothing normal about Him. He didn't have limitations. He walked and moved and expressed the authority of God on earth. The Bible says that people were amazed at His authority. Even above His miracles, they were astounded at the authority that He carried. And Jesus died on the cross, was buried, rose again from the dead and destroyed Satan. And he took authority. And the Bible says he appeared to his disciples and he said in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus operated under authority on earth, under the authority of God, his father. But when he rose from the dead... The Father gave Him all authority. Now Jesus has delegated that authority to His church. So there's a group of people on the planet Earth right now that has the same authority that Jesus had, that has the authority that Adam lost, that has the authority again right now to rule and to reign and have dominion Can you say amen? So, every area of your life will be affected when you walk in the authority that God has given you, that Christ has made available to you. So, it's important to understand that Jesus is saying Satan fell and he lost and he was judged and he was cast down. And he continues and he says to the disciples in verse 19, Behold, I have given you authority. To trade on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. I need you to raise your right hand with me and say it into the spirit world. Say nothing shall hurt me. Say it again. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Shall harm me. You have authority given by Christ himself over all the power of the enemy. Now we can either give that authority away or we can take that authority. And that's where I want to start off tonight again, is to take authority. You can give authority away, Adam gave it away, he surrendered his authority to Satan, but Jesus came and took the authority and gave it to us. Now in your own personal life and walk, you can give that authority away or you can take that authority to you tonight by the Holy Spirit, that by the end of this week of meetings, you're going to go back to your family, your workplace, your ministry, wherever you're from, and you will have an increased measure of authority in and upon your life. God is going to increase the authority in your life. Would you say that with me, say, my authority is increasing. That means that every time you prayed and you didn't have results, and you only had results when you prayed for two hours, you're going to pray only for 30 minutes and have results. Some of you are going to have results in the first five minutes. Some of you are going to have results immediately. Some of you are going to just say, Jesus, and the result will be there. Because your authority will be increasing. Your authority is increasing. Some of us had to cast our devils, take a few minutes, or maybe a long time, an hour, maybe through the night. Work with casting out demons, but your authority is increasing. Now you're gonna move and just say, Go, and they will obey you. You're gonna drive them out quickly. The authority in your life is going to increase this week. Greater authority in every area of your life. So I want you to take your authority back. If you have given your authority away in your house, take it back. If you've given your authority away in your church, Take it back. If you've given your authority away, away in your finances, take it back. You've got to take it back. You've got to take it back. You've got to say that's my authority. I take authority. I am in authority. I have the authority. I'm going to use the authority. I need you to give God a praise like you have some authority. Somebody shout authority. Somebody say I take authority. Fear can have authority over you. Sickness can have authority over you. Depression can have authority over you. Jealousy can have authority. Sickness can have authority over you. If you give it authority, it will have a legal right to manifest in your life. But you have to address whatever it is and say to it, You have no legal right to be in my body, in my mind, in my home. You have no legal right you may be operating but you don't have a right to operate oh my god you don't need power you need authority because authority will put you in a place where you can say you are illegally operating in this family how many of you know a police officer doesn't need to take out his gun all the time sometimes he will if he needs to he'll use the power but most of the time he'll use his authority and they may be bigger people, they may be stronger people, they may be more people against him. But if he stands in his authority, they all have to submit to his authority. Jesus said, I give you authority over the power of the enemy. The enemy has power, but you have authority. I said, the enemy has power, but you have authority. You have authority to say to him, you cannot do that here. It is illegal. I have authority over you. So take authority and take it now. Don't wait. Don't wait for the end of the week. Take it now. Amen. Get out of that situation and say, A depression, I take authority over you. Suicide, I take authority over you. I take authority over the doubt, the unbelief, the fear. I take authority over it. It cannot operate in my life. Amen. Let's look at some characteristics of authority. Number one. The authority of God is spiritual. The authority of God is spiritual. In other words, it's not of this world. The authority that we have is not of this world. The authority that we have comes from above, comes from another world, comes from another government, comes from another kingdom. Remember what Jesus said? He said to the Pontius Pilate, you have no power over me unless it was given to you from above. And I say to you now, the authority you have comes from above. It comes from another world. It comes from another government. Secondly, the authority that you carry is an authority that must be recognized. Matthew chapter 8, if you would go there, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word. And my servant will be healed, for I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness in that place, they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. The servant was healed at that very moment. So secondly, we see here that the authority has to be recognized. This centurion was a Roman officer. He had a hundred soldiers under him. He was a man of authority. He had authority because he was under authority. He represented his government, the government, the kingdom, the rule of Rome. When he came to Jesus, he said to Jesus, I know you have authority, but your authority is from another world. Your authority is greater, it's higher than my authority. Your authority is above the authority of Rome. So he knew that Jesus had an authority from another world, and because he recognized it, his servant was healed. Because he acknowledged it, he could receive from that authority. If you acknowledge and recognize the authority of God in your life, the authority of God in the Word, the authority of God in the local church, the authority of God that's around you, even in your family. I tell you, a husband has a lot of authority. A wife has a lot of authority. Where you are working and operating and moving and ministry, right? you have a lot of authority. There are husbands that instead of bringing their wives to be prayed for, how about you praying for your wife? And saying, I have authority as your husband. I have authority as your head, as as the priest of this house. I want to pray for you. We have to start recognizing authority. Now listen, the reason why there's a lot of disorder, my God. The reason why there's a lot of disorder, chaos, void, emptiness, destruction in a lot of spheres and realms is because there's no recognition for authority. Authority. Because when there is recognition for authority in a ministry, in a church, there will be order, there will be blessing, there will be unity, there will be favor, there will be grace. If there is recognition for authority in a household, there will be protection, there will be covering, there will be nurturing. Wherever the authority is acknowledged, that authority can be manifested. If you don't acknowledge it, it cannot be made manifest. So tonight I say to you, Recognize the authorities around you, place a demand on it and draw from those authorities. There are people that, there are doors that cannot be opened for you unless an authority opens the door for you. There are authorities in the natural world and there are authorities in the spiritual world. In the natural world, how many of you know, you can't access certain things unless you have been granted permission unless you've been given authority to access it. In the spiritual realm, it's the same thing. If there is no authority for it, we can't access it. But I'm here to announce to you that there is authority in the kingdom of God that says whatever has been standing against you has to submit to the authority of the government of the kingdom of God on the inside of you. So raise your hand with me and say, I have authority. Say it like you do. Say, I have authority. Shout it one more time. I have authority. authority. There's an authority vested in you. I love it with weddings when they do weddings. And they say with the authority that's been vested in me. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Not anybody can marry. Not anybody can do a wedding. Not anybody. Somebody has to have authority. And that authority to say you're now husband and wife comes from government, comes from authority. They can only do a wedding if they're under that authority. If they're not under that authority, they can't do it. I'm here to tell you that you are under authority and you are under the authority of the kingdom of God. So when you speak, when you command, it's not you. It's what you represent. It has nothing to do with your gender It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with what's going on in life. It's got to do with what you represent. You represent the government of the kingdom of God in your life. The centurion recognized it, and because of it could receive a healing for his servant at home. If you recognize the authority of the kingdom of God, you will be on earth as you are in heaven. Right now, the Bible says we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. How many of you know it doesn't always seem like that? You're on earth, but I'm here to tell you you can begin to step over where you walk on earth as you are in heaven, and in the realm of God, you have authority. So I declare one more time the authority of God is going to increase in your life. Touch three people around you and tell them the authority is going to increase. In your life. Dylan if you would come please. Pastor Mark bring the middle speakers down a little bit. Authority is invisible. Somebody say number three. Say authority is invisible. Tell the person next to you. Authority is invisible. Tell them you can't see it. But it's there. You looking at the person next to you. And you don't see any authority. It may be invisible right now. But I want you to know. You'll see the effects of that authority. Jesus looked like an ordinary person an ordinary man an ordinary human being but when he spoke trees withered up and died when he spoke wind stopped blowing waves calmed down when he spoke a little girl got got back from the dead to life when he spoke people were amazed officers that were sent to arrest him came back without the prisoner And they were questioned, where is the prisoner? They said, we've never heard a man speak like this man. When we stood there, we were arrested by the authority that came from him. Everybody saw and recognized and felt that authority. Even, come on now, even demon spirits cried out and said, we know who you are. They said, please keep quiet. They said, why did you come here to punish us? It was invisible. He looked like anybody else. But you could see the effects of that authority. Now I'm here to tell you that people may not see it. You may look like another lady. You might look like an ordinary man. You may look like just any other teenager. You may look like just any normal human being. You may look like everybody else in that company you work for. But you have something they don't have. You have an authority that comes from the kingdom of God. They may not see it on you, but they'll see the effects. They'll see the effects. When you speak, things are going to change. When you lift your hand, something's going to happen. When you walk into that room, they're going to feel like repenting. Come on, they're going to come to you and say, please help me. Please pray for me. They don't know what it is. You don't even come in there with your t-shirt and your short. It's got nothing to do with what you wear. You don't even have to wear a Bible under your arm. You don't even have to tell anybody I'm a preacher. Because there's an authority in you. There's an authority upon you. And when you speak, there will be results. Demons will bow. Take your authority now. Take it. Take it now. Take it now. Do it. Take it. Oh, lift your hand and pray in the Holy Spirit for a moment. Pray like this. An authority of God increasing. The authority will become visible. I said the authority will become visible. Say that with me. Say the authority upon my life is increasing. It's becoming more visible. Mm. Say that. Mm. Say my family's going to see it. My household, My the animals, my pets. <laughs> Woo. Say my, my territory, my neighborhood, people close to me. They're gonna sense it they're gonna feel it i want to ask you to open your bible tonight to the book of acts chapter 19 acts chapter 19 and verse 13 we've been speaking on the subject of the purpose of authority God spoke to me before this conference and He said to me in this conference, He said, I will increase the authority of the people. I will increase their authority. What you have to understand about authority is, authority is progressive. Authority can be increased. You'll find that in the natural, there are levels. There are different levels and measures of authority. There are different levels and measures of authority. We see that in all government. Not everybody is on the same level. Not everybody is on the same level. Not everybody has the same rank or office or measure of authority. You can grow and develop and increase in levels or measures of authority. It's just like that in every area of life. Now, I want to begin tonight. And I first want to show you what a lack of authority looks like. Acts chapter 19, verse 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. This shows us lack of authority. These seven sons of Sceva were trying to operate in spiritual authority without being in relationship with Christ. And how many of you know that demon spirit says, I know Jesus. And I recognize Paul. In other words, they said, we recognize authority. And we know you don't have it. And he jumped on them and he humiliated them. How many of you know that's what's happening in a lot of believers' lives? Because many times we try and operate in authority without a personal relationship with Christ. Out of your relationship with God, the level of your relationship with God is the level of authority. I want you to go with me and look at a few scriptures. Stay with me just for a few moments. And it's important for you to read these verses because it's the Word of God that will increase your authority. John chapter 1 and verse 12. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right or the power, another translation says, He gave the power to become children of God. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. Can we put that in the uh, New King James Version? The New King James Version. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. Let's put the New King James. Or uh, if you can just uh, look at the Old King James. Whatever version. I think it's the Old King James. But it talks about. The power. He gives power. Somebody say, he gives me power to become a child of God. Now, this is very important, people of God. Very important because it's very important to understand that as a child. Oh, there's the Amplified. Is that the Amplified? But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority. Somebody say authority. Power. Privilege. Right to become the children of god that is to those who believe in his name now listen it's very important because as a child of god you have power as a child of god as a son and daughter of god you have power to operate in his authority children have power children have authority children have authority so a child or a son in the house, a daughter in the house of a family has authority in that house. I can send my son or one of my children outside to the gate and say to them, go tell the man at the gate, give him this message or receive that package on my behalf. They have authority. I can delegate authority to them. As a child of God, you have authority. So say that with me. Say, I am a child of God. And I have authority. Now this is the reason the enemy attacks your identity. This is the reason the devil wants you to to act and behave like a slave, like a servant, like, like you're distant. Because it's only sons and daughters of God that have power, that have authority. And this power and authority of God, and I love this, is not based on age. It's not based on gender. It's not based on education or knowledge. This authority is based on a relationship with God as a child of God. So you don't need to be a special person to have authority. You don't need to be at a certain age or have a certain education or have a degree. You don't have to be a man or a woman. None of those things matter. The only thing that matters is is that you are a son and a daughter of God. To as many as received him, he gave them power, authority, to be a son or daughter of God. He gave them the right to be it. Now, Moses and Aaron... He had to. Moses came out of that desert, and he had to. He 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 had an identity crisis. He didn't know who he was. Am I Egyptian? Am I Jewish? He grew up in the house of Pharaoh. He was the son of, of Pharaoh's daughter, and then of course he left Egypt because he was confused, and he killed an Egyptian, and they hated him. And he spent forty years in the desert in Midian with the Midianites. By the time he he met God, God had to tell him who he was. And when God appeared to him, God said to him, I am the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What God was saying is, is, you are my son. That's what God was saying. And he said, I am going to use you. So Moses' authority came out of knowing who he was, knowing what God saw him as. And then God began to teach him, about authority and how to use authority god said to him what's in your hand he said this is a staff this is a rod and god said to him throw it down and in the presence of god as he throws it down it becomes a snake and god says pick it up by the tail and as he does it it becomes a staff again so god was beginning to show him and teach him about authority and how to use authority And I want to say this to you tonight, that as a son and daughter of God, God will teach you about authority, and He'll teach you how to use authority. I believe that's why many of us are here tonight. It's because God wants to put something in your hand. He wants you to use your authority, and He wants to show you that you have authority over everything that you're going to confront in your future. Whatever you're going to face, God has given you authority over it. So in the Egyptian culture, the cobra is a symbol of power and of principality. We see that with the cobra on the head of the pharaoh. And we see that in the Egyptian culture. It speaks of power and principality or authority. And so when Moses comes into the presence of Pharaoh, he comes with the rod of God, which is authority. And he stands there and he throws it down, and the Bible says that it becomes a snake in the presence of Pharaoh. You see, Moses had to begin to deal with that stronghold in Egypt. And he began to use that authority, and Pharaoh calls the magicians, and they do the same. Because how many of you know witches or witchcraft, even Satanism, the occult, in the satanic realm, there is a measure of authority? There is a measure of power. How many of you know, many people have given legal right to those spirits to operate in their lives. Don't think that there is no power in the occult. There is. Don't think there is no power in that realm. There is. People give them legal right. Just like those sorcerers. But Moses, Moses threw down his rod and that rod ate up those snakes. In the presence of Pharaoh. Pharaoh in the presence of those magicians to show them that there is a higher authority here that there's a greater authority here and the authority of god swallowed up their snacks or their staffs to show to them the authority of god operating here now is over the authority of the realm of sorcery and divination God was saying to them, my authority supersedes all other authority. My power supersedes all other power. Let my people go. And it was the beginning of bringing down that stronghold. From that moment, Moses began to represent a different government and a different kingdom and a different authority. When Moses walked into the place, The Bible says that the Egyptians held him in high esteem and they were afraid of Moses because when he walked in, he walked in a supernatural power that none of the magicians or sorcerers could operate in. He had the authority come on to punish the Egyptians. He had the authority to bring down plagues upon them and he proved to them that he was the one who was in charge because he said to pharaoh when pharaoh called him in and said please get rid of the frogs he said and moses said Tell me, when do you want it to be gone? So that I can prove to you, it's not just the plague. I'm in control of what's happening. And Pharaoh said, tomorrow. And he said, tomorrow it will be gone. So I'm here to tell you right now, that he was operating in an authority of God. He was representing the kingdom and government of God in Egypt. And that government of Pharaoh was under the authority of God that was in and upon Moses. And i'm here to tell you right now when moses spoke he spoke not in his name he did not represent himself he spoke in the name of i am he spoke in the name of yahweh he spoke in the name of the god of abraham isaac and jacob and in that authority he brought the kingdom of god into manifestation Now I'm here to tell you right now, you do not represent yourself. You don't speak in your own name, but you represent the government of the kingdom of God. And every form of resistance and opposition and sorcery and divination and destruction against you will not stand against you. Because the authority of God in you and the government you represent supersedes all those things. I love what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 14. Go there very quickly, Exodus 14. It says that when they came to the sea, that the Bible says in verse chapter 14 verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward and lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. What God was saying to Moses is, Moses... Why are you crying to me? Why are you praying about this? I have given you authority. It's in your hand. Stretch out that rod divide the sea and walk through it. And I'm here to tell some of you tonight that you've been praying and pleading and it's time for you to stop begging. Time for you to stop pleading. It's time for you to stop telling God how bad your situation is. It's time to stop telling God how deep the waters are, how high the waters are, how much you're facing. It's time to use the authority that God has invested in you and stretch out that authority, that authority speak in that authority amen god is saying to you use the authority that i've given you now in the realm of authority the the believer you and i we represent god we represent the kingdom of god look very quickly in matthew chapter 11 matthew chapter 11 And verse 11, Matthew 11, verse 11, Jesus said these words, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. Jesus was saying that a believer, how many believers are here tonight? Jesus was saying that a believer has greater authority than the prophets of old. Oh my God, think about that. The prophets, we're talking about the prophets of God. Jesus said up till John, the prophets were in position. They had authority. But he who is least in the kingdom of God now is greater than they were so i declare to you tonight you have to realize who you are. You have to realize what you carry. That you are greater than John the Baptist. That you are greater than Daniel. That you are greater than David. You can't take it because you're religious. You're stuck in that paradigm of looking at yourself like a little worm. I need to tell you, they did not have the name of Jesus. They did not have the finished work of Christ. They did not have the power of the Holy Spirit. They did not have the authority of the kingdom of god you have to understand that you're greater than they were you have more authority you have more power i need about 50 people to give god a praise like you have more walk over to somebody and tell them you have more authority you have more you have greater you're greater you're greater hallelujah hallelujah Greater authority in Christ than the prophets of old. And then Jesus says these words. He says, He says, and the kingdom of God has suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. Uh, the original says, "The it's those who are aggressive. It's those who are violent that rule and that govern in the kingdom of God. So I want you to know that in the kingdom, passivity, complacency doesn't work in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, you have to take it by force. In the kingdom of God, you have to rise up in authority. In the kingdom of God, you've got to become violent. You've got to become aggressive about your healing, your deliverance your breakthrough, your blessing. I want about 50 people to take it by force now. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's time to take it. So take that position. Take it. Take that position. Take that house. Take that healing. Take that deliverance. Take your family's blessing by force. Oh... When Moses walked into that room, he didn't play around with the magicians. He didn't play around with sorcery. He showed them, I'm here to take it by force. I'm here to take my people out. I'm here to bring you down to your knees. How many of you in this place will take what belongs to you by force tonight? We're going to be violent. We're going to be violent. We're going to be aggressive. Won't you look at somebody next to you with a violent expression and say, take it by force. Yeah. (laughs) Woo! I'm here to tell you, depression must begin to fear you. Fear must begin to fear you. Sickness must begin to fear you. The devil must begin to be afraid of you. When you walk into a room he must know the authority of god has walked into the room whoa shanaba. hallelujah 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 i want you to shelter into the atmosphere hallelujah just remain standing the reason why not all believers walk in authority is because you cannot walk in authority with a passive with a complacent with a doubting with with not knowing your identity a police officer who comes to arrest you if he walks in there and he doesn't know he's a police officer and he doesn't know he has authority and he comes in there would you please how many of you know he will have no effect but when he knows who he is, what he carries, who he represents, you have no choice but to listen. And if you don't listen, I am going to take out the power. I'm not just going to use authority. I'm going to use power. When you were born again, you received authority. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. You have power. Somebody shout, I have power. whoa Jesus sent out two of his disciples he sent out 70 another translation says 72 disciples ahead of him to towns and villages and the Bible says he gave them somebody shouted he gave them so authority can be given so they walk in that authority and then they come back and they say to Jesus these words They said, Lord, this was amazing. Even the demons were subject to us in your name. Then he said to them, Wow, this is great. I saw Satan fall like lightning. Hey. He said, but you've got to rejoice because your name is in the Lamb's book. How many of you know they cast out tables before Jesus went to the cross? Before the blood was shed? Before he was raised from the dead? Before his name was exalted? Before they had the Holy Spirit? They were not baptized yet in the Holy Spirit. They have not the power of God yet. They were not washed in the blood yet. They were not born again yet. But they had power, authority, to cast out devils in his name. But on the day of Pentecost, something happened. Not only did they have authority, but now they had power. Power. Somebody shout Power. And in that power, they not only had authority to cast their devils, but they had the power to do it. And tonight I want to take you to the place and I want to tell you, you don't only have authority, but you have power. There has to be an authority from God that's going to me and release me into it so i want you to see that that jesus comes and he looks for him and john who was baptizing people also recognizes his authority his measure and he knew the messiah would come it was revealed to him and here when jesus stands in front of him he realizes that the messiah is in front of me and he says I can't baptize you. You are greater than I am. You are greater. You're mightier. Your authority is way bigger than mine. I, I need you to baptize me. And the Bible says that Jesus knew His measure of authority because in another place it tells us that Jesus the that, that, that people were being baptized in water way Jesus was. And it says very clearly that Jesus didn't baptize anybody. His disciples were baptizing them. And people were complaining with John and saying, John, you know the man that you baptized, that you said is the Messiah, the Lamb of God, that you saw the Spirit come upon? They said to him, he's getting more people than you. And John said, it's supposed to be like that. I must decrease. He must increase. You see, I want you to understand that they knew the authority they stood in. And John knew his authority. He said, I baptize with water. But he that's coming after me has a greater authority. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John said, I can't give you what he can give you. But how many of you know Jesus didn't give what John gave? Jesus knew he had an authority from God to baptize him. And so Jesus recognized John's authority. And when John said, I can't baptize you, you're, you're greater than I am. Jesus said to him, you must baptize me. He came under the baptism of John and he submitted himself. Are you still here in this place? To John, who was not as great as Jesus, who was not as anointed as Jesus, but he comes under the baptism and authority of John because Jesus knew it's got nothing to do with who you are, John. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you're my cousin. It's what you have from above. The the Father's authority is upon you. So if I come under this baptism, I come under the authority of the Father. And when John baptizes him and he comes up out of the water, the Bible says heaven opened. And the Father said, I'm pleased. I want to ask you this question. What would have happened if Jesus said to John, okay, I'll baptize you. What would have happened if John never baptized Jesus? I wonder if heaven would have opened. I wonder if the Spirit would have come out. It doesn't seem like it. At that moment, what happened there was a type of death. Baptism speaks of death. To come under authority, you have to die to your ego, to your pride, to yourself, to your arrogance you got to die to your own plans and dreams and will. And you got to say, I'm not going to live my life the way I want to live it. I'm going to live it according to the plan and will and word of God for my life. And you die to yourself. So when Jesus was baptized, it spoke of his death. At that moment, he was literally saying, I will do your will. I submit to your will, your authority. And how many of you know he had to do it again? In Gethsemane. Oh, come on. Are you here? Don't look so super spiritual here tonight. Some people look like that. don't know what I'm talking about. How many of you have had to die to yourself just in the last couple of days? It seems like I have to die weekly. Come on. Sometimes I've got to die three times a day. I've got to say, God... I don't understand it I don't I don't know but I I say yes to your will and I submit to your will when you die to self you get a baptism every time listen let me tell you the level of your authority is determined by your level of death (laughs) not your level of preaching or level of uh, praying it's your level of death to self and coming under the authority of God's word. And so Jesus is saying there, I lay my life down and I die to myself. Let the father's will be done. So Jesus submits himself. And at that moment, the heavens open and the father says, you're my beloved son. And the spirit comes upon him like a dove. What I mean, what results just because he comes under the authority of that baptism? In fact, later on, when Jesus was challenged by the religious people, and they said to him, where do you get this authority from? Do you know that Jesus never said, I get it from God? Do you know what he said to them? He said to them, before I answer your question, Before I tell you where I get my authority from, let me ask you a question. Where did John get his authority from? So he's actually saying to them, look at John. Go to John. I was there. I was under that baptism. I was authorized under that baptism. Come on, somebody. He said, where did John get his authority from? And the religious crowd said, well, we can't say from God, because if we say that, the people will stone us because we didn't believe. And, and so they realized we can't say that it was... So they eventually they didn't have an answer. They said, we don't know. Then Jesus said, neither do I have to tell you. Neither do I have to tell you where I get my authority from. He was answering their question. He was saying, I get my authority from the same place John got his authority from. I get it from above. That's how I'm doing this miracles. So come on somebody, if you understand that you have authority from above, go ahead and give God a praise. Nobody, no sickness, no disease can question. Somebody shout, I have authority. Amen. Hallelujah. What I want you to see though is, this is a point I'm trying to get to, is that Jesus stepped into his season when he came under the authority of that baptism. So I want you to know, don't run from authority. Don't hide from it. Don't be suspicious of it. Come under it. Because when you come under authority That authority you come under Is the power That will release you That will push you That will launch you Into your season Into your dimension Into the place you need to function in Give God a praise and a shout somebody Somebody say Woo So When he came under that baptism, heaven opened, the Spirit comes upon him, and he steps into his season. He steps into another dimension of authority. Demons cry out and say, we know who you are. Same synagogue that Jesus went to for 30 years, and no devil ever cried out. Now they cry out, we know who you are. The devil saw that baptism. I want to tell you Satan saw what happened in the Jordan he saw what happened between John and Jesus he saw heaven open he heard the voice of God and the Bible says immediately when Jesus walked into the desert Satan began to tempt him because the devil knew if I don't stop him now He's going to walk in this authority. i got to take this authority from him. But how many of you know Jesus did not give his authority away like Adam? But Jesus took authority. Somebody take authority. Somebody take authority. Tell three people around you, take authority. Don't give away your authority. Satan will come to you. And he'll say, if you are healed, then you should feel better. If your authority has increased, like your apostle says, then things should be changing by now. He'll come to you and say, you know, if you are so powerful and have so much authority, then why do you have fear in your life? And he'll come with you and against you with all kinds of ifs. But Jesus simply said, it is written. It's got nothing to do with how I feel. I'm in a desert. It's dry. It's hot. I haven't eaten for 40 days. I'm weak and hungry. But it is written. Oh, I need 50 people to get up on you. Come on. Dylan, where are you? Woo. Come on. Somebody shout. It is written one more time it is written like jesus you got to resist the enemy like jesus you got to take authority so in that desert jesus doesn't give his authority away like adam did like eve did in the garden when the devil said if (laughs) he said has god said if you eat of this and how many of you know he said it won't happen and and he did the same with jesus if you bow down i'll give you the king but jesus took authority he said get behind me devil it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him only shall you serve he took authority i need about 20 people to get up on your feet and take authority come on come on guys come on Walk over to somebody now and say, take authority and resist the devil. Cast him out. Oh, yes. Yes, take authority now. Take authority now. I will not submit to you, devil. I will not bow to you. I will not come under your authority i have authority over you come on come on oh hallelujah somebody shout i have authority shout i have power shout i am under authority therefore i have authority oh hallelujah Hallelujah. That's why, my God, the quickest way your authority will increase is through submission. Not obedience, submission. Obedience, you can obey with a bad attitude. You can obey by saying, I don't want to mess up, I don't want to suffer the consequences. But submission is from the heart. Submission says, I will obey because I want to obey. I want to be under your authority. When Jesus went in that river, He did not do it just out of obedience. He did it out of submission. Lift your hands up high and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Lift your hands up high and pray in the Holy Ghost. Right now pray in the Spirit where you are. It's time to take authority. It's time to take authority. Woo! De brava ah. i want to tell all the leaders all the pastors all the men and women of god all my church people i want to tell you the key to the anointing the key to the anointing is what jesus did at the jordan is to come under the authority of God come under the authority of God's word that word will protect you oh hallelujah while you remain standing I want to give you three things about authority in the kingdom every act of power and authority has a purpose every time the authority and power of God's kingdom and government is manifested it's for a purpose and the first purpose is to bring order to bring order so I want to say to you right now everything in your life that is out of order you're gonna have authority and power in the coming days and weeks and months in your house in your life group in your church in your finance in your business you're gonna have power and authority to bring things in whoa hallelujah you say why because the kingdom does not come where there is no order the kingdom authority comes to establish order The, the, the purpose for authority is to maintain order shout order your life will no longer be out of order your marriage will no longer be out of order your family will no longer be out of order every area of your life is going to come in order because of the authority and the power of the kingdom of god if you believe that give god a praise somebody. every secondly every act or manifestation of authority the purpose of it is to subdue satan every time when you operate in the authority and the power of the kingdom of god it is to subdue satan thirdly every time you operate in the power and authority of the kingdom of god it is always to destroy the works of the devil whatever the works of the devil are when you walk in authority and power of the kingdom it is to destroy the works of the devil somebody say amen so when you see a work of the devil you got to destroy it it is your legal right it is your responsibility it is your mandate. It is the purpose of authority, is to destroy the works of the devil. And tonight in this place, whatever the works of the devil are, you are going to bind it. Oh, I put Matthew 16 on the screen. Remain standing. I'm done. Matthew chapter 16. I want to read it to you. Verse 19. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell. Somebody say hell. Somebody say hell. I say it again, the gates of hell. Whatever is from hell. Whatever has come from the pit of hell to torment you will not be able to stand against you. It shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven many of you know that doesn't sound religious that sound, doesn't sound like a little non-profit organization it sounds to me like he says i will give you keys representing authority i will give you authority from the kingdom from heaven that work that government in heaven i'll give you authority from there and whatever you find earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven somebody say i have the keys of the kingdom whatever i bind is bound whatever i loose is loosed The word bind in the Greek means to restrict, it means to arrest, it means to declare illegal. The word loose in the Greek they means to free up, to untie, to grant permission, to legalize. So I wanna say to you tonight, stop complaining about your situation. You have authority, In the kingdom of God, you have uh, authority and power to say the sickness in my house is illegal. Healing is released now. Oh, come on. Lift your hand, somebody. I want you to take authority tonight. Would you tell the person next to you, don't complain. Tell the person next to you, don't complain about your situation. You've got power to bind it. Power to loosen. Oh, come on, tell, tell somebody on the other side. You have authority to permit, to release, to legalize your blessing, your provision, your healing, your peace. I feel that authority. I feel that authority. Hallelujah. You are in control of what happens in your life. You are in control of what happens in your future. You are in control of what happens in your family you have authority to loose it to bind it to permit it to free it forget about me and give god a price come on